All right. Welcome to Comfortably Uncomfortable. You've got Sandy and Alex here, and we are here to empower women to choose courage over comfort by getting comfortably uncomfortable. We get real and cut through the bullshit. Are you ready to get a little weird? Because we're going to laugh, sweat, cry, and grow together. No topic is going to be TMI. Well, maybe for me, but not for Sandy. We compliment each other in that way. Okay, so are we ready? Well, yeah, duh, I am, but are you? Uh, Okay, let's go. The one with the guilt. So we're big fans of Brene Brown and all things that she says. So I thought maybe today, Sandy, we'll start with her quick definition. Um, You know, I love her, so bring it on. Yes. (laughs) And this goes back to our episode on shame. We talked a little bit about this, so I'm going to bring shame in here too. So because it's a nice comparison, shame is a focus on self. Guilt is a focus on behavior. Shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad. And for me, immediately what comes to mind when I think of the word guilt, especially with our listeners here is mom guilt. But my question for you is, do you think that that's even the right word to use? Because in my mind, it's more of like, well, that's an easier word to say maybe, or like it sounds better, but it's really more mom shame. And I think there's a jealousy component too that comes in. I mean, honestly, I think it's a combination of all three. I mean, we interchange shame, guilt, jealousy, you know, and we muck them up and it could be one day could be shame. One action could be evoking shame and guilt. And Mm -hmm. another action can evoke jealousy, guilt, and shame, all three. So I think, yes, termed like guilt as like go-to term, but I definitely think like your distinction of, and Brene Brown's distinction and a lot of psychologists really of trying to separate the three, you know, shame, guilt, jealousy to help us as individuals identify what we're experiencing. Yeah. Because if we're identifying what we experience, then we can kind of figure out what to do about it. I mean, in our shame episode, we really talked about naming the shame, shifting it, and then that action and going and rewriting your story. You know, guilt, like you said, you know, for me, this idea of guilt and doing something wrong, what's interesting about it, and this can pertain to mommy guilt too, is the action in itself may not be wrong. It may just evoke hurt feelings of the other party. Yeah. Yeah. Because in itself, it's like what I'm doing, you know, I don't think it's wrong, ethically wrong, morally wrong or whatever, but it's still evoked feeling because you have empathy you then Mm. realize and have guilt that you might've hurt another person or that, you know, like said, like as a mommy, whatever action you did, you're like, Oh, you know, cause it really is dependent on the experience or dependent on that to like categorize it as shame or guilt or jealousy. Right. Yeah. I I think that's a really, really good point. And Maddie talked so much about to your point of shifting the shame, but shifting it into guilt so that you can do something about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where like the, the distinction with the distinction between like your own internal perception of who you are 
and have shame because you're feeling unworthy or you're not, you know, because I think it's like, there's some people, I mean, narcissists are actually a category of people who don't really feel guilt, but have immense feelings of shame. Because if they have immense feeling of shame, they're only thinking about themselves and how they're perceived or how they are viewed, but don't actually okay. feel guilty of how it's affecting others. Hmm. So that, that idea of guilt, like that's where it's like guilt may not be a bad thing, you know, if, because again, the intention, right? If you know, you're going to say something hurtful, right. you still might have feelings of guilt, but then the intention is there. But again, if you have no intention on hurting anybody, but then you do something or you say something, you gossip or whatever, that can evoke, you know, feelings of guilt because you have empathy, because you see how it affected the other person. Yeah. And I never I really understood that there's a difference between the two. I just, I, you know, they are used so interchangeably. And so, I think so until much. doing all yeah. these podcasts, I didn't think of it differently, but I think it helps me so much to understand, like, if I yell at my kids and I feel bad about it, I can apologize yeah. to them. I feel guilty yeah. and I can apologize for that. Yep. And that can prevent you from downward spiraling and going into this, like, I'm an unworthy mother. I'm a bad mm-hmm. mom. I don't deserve to have these children. I yelled at them, yeah. whatever that is. Right. Like you got right. yourself out of the shame and into the guilt, which I can see why some psychologists are like, no, we want to go from shame to guilt. Yeah. Yet I always bring up of like, that like mommy guilt or even just guilt in general of like what happens when you are being you you're not intending to hurt somebody but that person does evoke you know hurt feelings yet you're not necessarily going to change your behavior right because well, like then you really i do anything wrong i think that that introduces a little jealousy into the picture i Interesting. mean okay when we were having this conversation um getting a bit comfortably uncomfortable here. I brought up (laughs) the word jealousy because I think it's very much like you're the shame of maybe not living up to someone else's version of motherhood, like you're a constant comparison, right? But it's not so much that I think I'm a bad mom. It's I'm jealous that they have done this thing so well and I haven't, or, you know, I was saying that I, I think it can go both ways. If you're a working parent being jealous of a stay at home parent or a stay at home parent being jealous of a working parent that, you know, gets to leave. And I, you know, I have this thought every once in a while, like I kind of have this in between thing, but I, I work so that, cause I, I just don't think I can spend all those hours all day with my kids and it makes yeah. me feel bad that like, I right. don't think I can handle that. I mean, I know I can't, it makes me go bananas. I like, I need that time, but I'm jealous of women who can, they have that energy. They have that interest <laughs> in spending all day with their kids, but I don't need to feel shame about that. But there, I mean, I just, I find it so intertwined, especially with, with moms and all the pressure that life puts on us. 
with our kids. Well, you bring up a really good, like, it's a great example of what you brought up of this idea of like, it can be all feelings at once. And we don't always compartmentalize because at some point, like we can't compartmentalize. We try and do that as like mommy at work, mommy, kids, you know, wife, sister, all these rules. And we're like, Oh, we're going to compartmentalize them. So that'll keep it clean. Where in reality, we live in a messy, uncomfortable, comfortably mm-hmm. uncomfortable life. Yeah, yeah. Gonna like intertwine. What I think you brought up was this idea of idealization. So yeah. the jealousy comes to where we're having this idealization, you know, the other, the way we view other people, like the, the social media lens, right? We right. see the like highlight reel and then we immediately go mm-hmm. to these, you know, categories of shame and guilt and jealousy. And at the end of the day, as simple as it is, it's like comparison is the destroyer of happiness or of joy because yeah. we, that's how we hold each other of like where we land on the ladder of success. So this idealization brings up that fact that I know that people hated every stage of being a parent or yeah. being a newlywed or like insert whatever category it's like. Right you know, pregnancy, they hated then early infants. Some other people are like, Oh my gosh, I love being pregnant, but I hated the early infant stage. Right. And right. again, it's, it's this thing of like, we compare and that's how we get our measure of, you know, worth or I, you know, how we're doing. It's like how you compare like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay as a insert X, Y, Z, because look at them right. over there. Right. And right. I think because we are conditioned, I mean, we are conditioned from a young age to be compared. Right. And yeah. that's going to evoke feelings of shame and guilt mm-hmm. and jealousy. And I don't necessarily have the answer because I just have more questions, Right. but if we can, <laughs> we need to get Maddie back. <laughs> we have too know, many right? questions. <laughs> I just, the more questions I have, the more questions I have. I know. Um, but it's to help distinguish like really feeling and getting intact yeah. because the thing when you brought up guilt, I was like, oh no, we're going to talk about guilt is, and I've talked about this just the other day in a phone conversation of like, what happens when, and I brought this up a little bit earlier of like, so I didn't do anything wrong, or I've even been on the other side of this of like, somebody didn't do anything wrong, right? They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't mean the intention. I knew that they were just being them, yet it hurt my feelings. Right. And I could tell that they said it hurt my feelings. So if they have empathy and they're a narcissist, they're going to feel guilty. Right. But we are in a society, I think, I mean, tell me if I am completely wackadoodle, which is probably true, but like (laughs) sometimes if anyone's feelings get hurt, it's like, we have to apologize. Right. And I'm not against apologizing. Obviously I teach my six-year-old to like apologize yet. It is a struggle of like, how do I, help her help me yeah to apologize but not necessarily say that like I'm sorry for what I did it's more of like I'm sorry those evoked those feelings for you and you're allowed to have that space to feel those feelings yet I'm not gonna change what I did right like yeah and not to kind of put fuel on the fire of that but women just apologize over over yeah like just over apologize I guess is what I'm saying and we need to stop like you don't need to be sorry for doing things that make you happy or put your family first or you know and people can Mm -hmm. feel the way that they want to feel but 
if it's weighing on you doing things that make you happy, but it's hurting someone else, if that's weighing on you, then maybe that person just shouldn't be in your life. Like not to be, I don't know if that's too dramatic, but like, I think we need to just stop apologizing for being happy and like yeah I mean I don't know one of the examples I love Glennon Doyle's in her book Untamed yes I love the that drawbridge book. the drawbridge and okay like, that I remember that because so the drawbridge was they live on their island and so oh, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. Doing any actions. yeah they're not doing any actions to like physically or emotionally intentionally hurt people right because that's mm-hmm. not we're not in the business of that of like no right. always be right. kind right if there are things that case in point, the people in our lives, we like, because we have the empathy, we know it's going to probably hurt their feelings or they're not going to be okay with it. So like, right. I like talk about like guilt. I was grew up with Catholic guilt. Are you kidding yep. me? Like <laughs> that could be a whole nother episode yep. yet. Like sure. Visual was what helped me for visual of like this drawbridge of like, I am protecting my mm-hmm. island and I am accepting and knowing that I'm not doing anything to outwardly, intentionally, physically, emotionally hurt anyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm only going to bring that drawbridge down and welcome those people to my island who like, you're allowed to have hurt feelings, right? What I do can evoke those feelings for you. But in a way, Glenn Doyle obviously says it much better than I do, but in a way it was kind of like, but zip it up. And if you want right. to be in my island, like get on board. Right. This is, this is the Island. This is what's happening here. And it doesn't have to suit everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but that's why it's your Island and no Mm -hmm. one else's. And you bring joy to that Island. I mean, that was from the, um, the burnout book too. Like the solution to burnout is finding purpose and joy for yourself. It's so hard. Like, it's so hard for me. Like I'm struggling right now obviously with lots of things, but one in particular is this idea of letting my parents down, right? So like mm-hmm. me getting divorced, feel that. you know, I'm the <clears throat> one person in my family, like not just like my immediate family, but like my cousins and everything mm-hmm. to get divorced. Okay. Like, yeah, it's a lot to talk about the shame and then like yeah. feeling guilty of like me letting my parents down and then like how I am managing and moving forward with my life now like I'm making different choices Mm -hmm. and I know in particular like my mom may not fully agree with me and I know that it hurts her feelings and so then I have evoked feelings of guilt because it's like oh I know I hurt her yet like managing those like conversations and saying like mom I love you I'm not wanting to hurt you you know So this guilt that I'm feeling, it's like, I'm not going to change my behavior yet. Having that conversation of allowing both of us to have the space of those feelings, Mm -hmm. I think it was the turning point. And then me saying like, look, like I want to pull my drop down so you can come onto my island Mm -hmm. with me. But if not, like I have to draw it up and you have to stay on the other side because it won't yeah. be good for both of us because then it'll just be this constant like guilt, shame, guilt, shame, guilt, shame yeah. cycle, but fully aware that like I'm doing what I need to do for me. And yeah. in this stage of my life, knowing that like she has no, I mean, she can't, she's, she got married young. She's still married. And like, we've even talked about it of like times where she's like, you know, she even told me, she was like, are you mad that I never left your father? 
And I was like, no, but there was definitely moments in their marriage that I realized of like, oh, like that wasn't good either. Like that was tough. Right. 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 You learn from that. And I had to do what I needed to do in mine. Mm. Yet I, I get that she won't ever understand what it's like to be 33, a single mom in divorce. And so sometimes her advice is, it it just like, at the end of the day, it's like, we might sit with these feelings of guilt and can't do much anything about it. But the only thing we can do is just like, accept that, like, we love each other. It's not being done on purpose. And that Mm -hmm. it's for each other's preservation of all the things. (laughs) Well, I think that's so important. And I applaud you for having those hard conversations, like first recognizing it and then actually doing it are two completely different animals. And I understand very deeply how difficult that is. And I mean, and I think all like, you know, we see this you know, advice in different places, or we've received advice in different places, but it always seems to be like, sit with it, recognize it, and then like, take those steps. Um, And yeah, being comfortably uncomfortable, you're gonna have to sit what I call the dirty and have those conversations and know that you can't really wrap it the guilt is there because you have empathy and you're understanding that somebody else has hurt feelings. Now, if you didn't mean intention, you change your behavior, like by all means, that's what guilt is there for is to help you understand how you can change your behavior to not hurt somebody's feelings. It's okay if they mix, it's okay that you have guilt with it. Right. I like the idea of boundaries is another, another episode. <laughs> to, yeah. to be continued, y'all, boundaries yeah. coming up next. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here with us today. As you know, getting comfortably uncomfortable is always more fun with friends. We'd love to hear more about your story and how maybe we can support you on this journey postpartum. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find me, Alex, on Instagram at aj.afterbabyfit or my website, afterbabyfit.com, or Sandy on Instagram at sweatandshineon, or her website, sweatandshineon.com. See you soon. Thank you for showing up today. Getting awkward is always more fun with friends. Give us a review, tag us, and share us so we can continue to grow together. Use hashtag C-U-Pod, letter C, letter U, or tag us. You can find Sandy on Instagram at sweat and shine on and Alex at aj.afterbabyfit on Instagram and afterbabyfit on Facebook and YouTube. We'll see you next time.